All right. Uh, so we are back and we are talking about does the name matter? You know what I mean? Uh, does the name matter? This is a question that has, you know, uh, I will say for a while now, you know, in faith-based culture has been one of the, the hot topics, you know, and, and a lot of people have questions about it because there's so much, you know, there's so much into it. Uh, and there's so many wonderful examples of what I've seen. Uh, there's so many wonderful examples of what I've seen about what I'm talking about, uh, about whether or not it matters or not. Uh, and it, it's, it's difficult for people in a lot of cases. It's mm -hmm. difficult for people in a lot of cases because, you know, so, so for example, the people who, who believe that it, I've heard people say, like the lady that came up to my car uh, and said, do you know that your name, that that name you're promoting is Hail Zeus? You know, yeah. and, and this is something that has, has bothered people for a long time, you know, uh, and I think it's a great time to talk about it. Well, I do want to preface this all by saying, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. We're not going to argue. We can debate. We can see where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, everybody needs to understand 2,000 years ago when Christ was born, when whatever you want to call him, was born. When the Savior of our, of our faith, the, the, our God, was manifested in the flesh, nobody is alive from that time. Y'all do understand this. The languages that were spoken then have changed and developed over this time to such a degree that I guarantee you there's not one person that's saying it correctly. That's all I'm going to put it out there. Now, we're getting it close. There is close. There is th I just want to make that very clear. Unless you speak Gaelic and Aramaic, do not tell me definitively you know this is how it's pronounced. I'm just saying. So I'm just I'm just gonna I gotta put that out there, man, because I've had this discussion with many people. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not going to argue with anyone over this. So this is the one of the unfortunate parts about you know, uh, being on this side of what I call the rock, mm -hmm. you know, the dome, the dome, <laughs> the globe. It's no globe. All right. So the, the situation is, you know, not like that, a snow globe, the snow globe. So a lot of people say that, exactly you know, well, God, God knew that I was in America and I was going to speak American. Speak American. <laughs> I speak American. And so, I know Jesus, and that's what I say is Jesus, and Jesus saved me. You know, um, Adrian Joe. Adrian, Adrian Jones, dude, he's he, a big he, advocate for the name he, of Jesus. He's, he's you know, he says, is he a man of God or not? I mean, listen, know, he's he's not he's not my skin tone. Right. Matter right, of fact, right. he's he's darker than Duke. So mm -hmm. I mean, guys, let's let's really talk about it. And this is where this is where a lot of people, you know, uh, this is where a lot of people. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's an issue. It, they're like, is for one, they want to know, is it a hellbound issue? Um, I believe that my personal belief is that we stick with the word, right? And we go, okay, th this name has the ability to cast out devils, cast out demons, and this name has changed the world. Come on, you know what I mean? Uh, and 
before, and, and this is what I mean, before we called him Jesus, they called him Iosis. Okay. Uh, and we have to look at that and we go, we go, well, what is the impact of that? Now, there's this book called Identity Theft. And uh, someone broke it down to me like this, who is a Messianic Jew, and said, if, if I was to take a fake profile and call it Duke White Jr., but then I do a bunch of stuff uh, in another in your name, I do a bunch of stuff in Duke White Jr.'s name, and it's stuff that you don't stand for, stuff that you don't believe in, stuff that you're against, and I do this, how would you feel about that? And I was like, this is, this is damaging, especially if there's another profile going Duke White Jr. and, everyone, and, and people are dogging me out, you know, because of things that they said I was for, things that said I approved, the things that I didn't approve, uh, that, that I would be very upset about that, you know. Uh, and and th this is part of the issue of what we're dealing with is this identity theft. So uh, then, then it's like, imagine seeing Duke White Jr. with uh, uh, the face of someone else that, that looks nothing like me. Right. Uh, and now people hate me because I'm affiliated with something that I'm not affiliated with. Right. And that, that, that identity theft, uh, it, that's a real concept. One of the things that did happen in American culture was we took a message, we took the message of the Bible, we took the word of God, which is a Hebrew book. Right. And then we, we you know. Now, well, I wouldn't say, no, 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 I, I ain't even allow you to say it's American culture that did this. Mm -hmm. It's the Roman Catholic. I'm sorry, but no, I'm just being real. I mean, let's just be real. Let's take you, it back to the if you, root. If you follow it backwards. It, it, let's it, take it yeah. back to the root of the problem. Like, the root of the problem is, once again, I'll say it, I'll say it as I've said it before. You either believe in the God of the Bible or the God of the Catholic Church. I mean, I'll, I'll always say this because that's really, truly how I feel. And I'm not saying that they're, like, all Catholics are bad. I'm not saying that all Hebrews are bad. I'm not saying all people are... There's bad things in everything. Like people have messed up. We've been lied to. We've been deceived. We've been manipulated. Like guys, this is this is why I am a firm believer in the flat earth. I'm just saying. I mean, honestly, like I know we've been lied to. And I'm trying to search. I've been searching out the truth minimally for the past four years in depth with the Bible, with the, with our Father, like with the Holy Spirit leading me. And this is why I actually do go with the name Yeshua. I believe Yahweh, Yeshua, Yehoshua, Vave. Like I believe in that name. Now I call him Father. That's what I call him in all aspects of his name. Like, and I will say Jesus because that's what I was raised in in the English language. Now I know that he saves. I know you can cast names out in the name of Jesus. Demons can be cast out in the name of Jesus. So if there's not power in that, then there's to be, if the power comes from within, from the heart posture. If you truly are believing that our God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is this name, and you have solidified that in your beliefs. <laughs> don't start with that. Don't start. Nicholas Shipman said, don't start with that. You know what, Nick? <laughs> what are you, you know what, Nick? Don't, don't, don't you come at me, sir. Don't you start with me today. Yeah, but oh, the flat earth! <laughs> you don't understand. Like, even I, like he's not one. He's one of those guys that I started talking to normally. Like, I, and this is how people don't. This is how I know whether or not you're a person I can talk to. Is I'll have a very open conversation with you, and you find out that I am intellectual. 
that I do understand what I'm talking about, then I throw the flat earth at you. <laughs> right. And then it, and then it's like, okay, I see how you are if you can at least understand that there is the possibility this is getting out of your own perceptions, your own knowledge, your own learning that you've been taught by man and actually seeing, well, this guy might just be correct. He could be correct. I could be right. I could be wrong. Uh, but it's getting past it. This is the same thing with a name. This is this. This is what I mean. Like I when I say Jesus, I mean salvation. When I say Yeshua, I mean salvation. When I say Yahushua, I mean salvation. Right. I mean our God that manifested himself in the flesh, came here, died for us, then went to the grave for three days, resurrected, and now ascended and is sitting on the right hand of the Father. Why do I know all that? Because that's scripture. Now, the name is important, but look, go to Revelations 19, 12. What does it tell us? He's going to come back with a new name that no man knows but him. And when are we going to confess that he is Lord? When? When he comes back, right? So when he comes back, he comes back with a new name. I understand the name has authority. The name that we know now and we live by has authority here on earth now. But the name that we will praise him and worship him in is his new name. Because he's going to have to reconcile us back because of all the confusion and all the manipulation and all the deception. Like this is what people need to start understanding. Love each other. Understand each other. You don't have to accept what I accept. But I ask that you understand I have done the research. I have looked into Yahuwah. I've looked into Yahushua. I've looked into Yahweh. I've looked into Yeshua. I've looked into Jesus. I've looked into it extensively because I worked out my salvation with fear and trembling. I suggest you all do the same. So that's the only thing I I'm going to say. I suggest you all do the same. Yeah. yeah no. I suggest you all do the I'm same. I'm just saying. It's I don't like, know about you, but I know where I stand at the end of the day. It's like, it's I like, know. It's, it's like you're from the 1300s, and I suggest you all do this. Look, man, I'm just telling you, my, spirit, that was good. That my was good. spirit is riled up, dude. All right, so if you want to discuss this, I put the yes, link on the do. page. I put the link on the page. Come join us. Uh, join. Let us know why you believe the way you believe. And Because I, I know this is important to a lot yes. of people. It uh, is important, as it should and, be. And it should be, because we're, we're, we're all... We're all uh, is he talking smack? It's just like you call him Dr. Pepper. <laughs> How many? Hey, I may, dude, his name may be Dr. Pepper. Nicholas, dude, this dude is Dr. Pepper. He needs to invest in it. Hey, look, uh, look, look. Hey, no, look, though. Look, though. No, go ahead and show him. I was going to say, you call me out. Look, you see? He's, he's converted me. <clears throat> yeah. The conversion yes. is almost complete. He's becoming one of us. <laughs> you know, the Dr. One Pepper patient. Uh, patient. Um, so, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I believe that we have to create a platform for reconciliation where we can come yes. a, a safe place for us to discover truth together. No condemning, because, no judging. Because one of the things that happens is that we all get our it's tribalism. We all, you know, yeah. but, but but we can't say that truth doesn't matter. Do right. We, you know, that's one thing. It's like okay, like if 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 someone was to say if Duke. If God asked you to stop promoting the name Jesus, would you do it? Absolutely. Because if, if God asked me to, then I'm just going to do what God so, does. Like, the, the, the whose truth matters? Time out. Because we got to answer this truth. Whose truth matters? 
God's truth. God's truth, right? Okay, that's what everybody hear this. God's truth. Because I can tell you there's truth behind Yahushua. There's truth behind Yeshua. There's truth behind Jesus. And see, this is what I'm not into. I'm not into saying that God cannot find his own creative ways to lead people to truth. Yeah. Because God is the, he create, not only does he create, the same way he was able to save man through faith. Come he on. created the entire construct of faith. Amen. You know, so when we're dealing with the God that created, it, it was him who said, it was him who divided the languages. Yeah. So as long as I'm like, if we're discovering truth and the point is that God is always right, I'm oh, cool. Always. You know what I mean? I, I'm cool if, as long as the truth is God is always right. And one of that, when I look at the divisive things that has happened in, a, in, a, in, in, in our seeking of truth, especially specifically for our understanding of the Messiah, our understanding of, of the Hebrew faith, the one thing I say is like, okay, Let's let's not pretend like we can't go back and find the answer. It, it's because it, we can. Oh, we can. But then the question is, is what answers are you finding? Mm. No, 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 no. Let's get let's get real yeah, technical yeah. here because uh, let's be honest. Who are the Jews? Right. Who are the Hebrews? Who are God's people? Like y'all want everybody wants to get crazy. The craziest part about this is is we all don't know. We're going based off of what we have found. Now, God has led us to all this truth. But I can tell you that if you're not moving in love, compassion, and understanding, you're not moving like the God of the Bible. Now, there is wrath and condemnation and judgment that comes. But God well, tells us see, to be merciful. So here's the thing is that a lot of times, calibration and correction and the shedding of all of the things that are lies and deception can feel like you know, it's like, but this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we've mm -hmm. always done it. It's like, okay, well, if, if you say you want truth and you find the truth, is that God doesn't like this, this, and this. Yeah. How, how, how attached to those lies are in us? And do we have the ability to say, okay, God, for you, because it's you and I know it's you, I'm going to do So let's say the eating of pork. Mm. Well, you know, like we know that God doesn't like it. He says it's well, you know what? It's not even that I would say he doesn't like it, he just knows it's not good for us. But that's why he doesn't like exactly. it. Exactly. He you doesn't know, like anything that's wrong for us. Uh so so this is where we have to <laughs> but this is where we have to look at this and go, wait, this Vegan. this does mean something, you know, because if God is saying, Hey, like 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 when I ask the question, if if there's no name of if, the, if there's no name above all names, so then there's the the we know that this name has the power to cast out demons and devils. So does God not acknowledge it when you say Jesus? Because a lot of demons have been cast out by the name of Jesus. I say, dude, yeah. I mean, there's been there's a lot. A, there's been a lot of people who were saved by the name of Jesus. You know, uh, and this is why I believe that there's we're supposed to be so in tune with God that we go, oh, this is true. It's, it's Watch this. It's not either or. It's true that I got saved by uh, believing in Jesus. And then it's also true that his name is Yeshua. Yes. Or his name is Yahweh. Yes. 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 I mean, there's, I, mean yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's yes. yes. You know, and, and that's that's the thing is that there's a, there, there's, God's always leading us to a higher 
place. This is why when I said earlier, I don't know if anybody else is watching that was listening earlier. When I said it, I don't care or it doesn't matter. What I mean to say is when I hear Jesus, I hear salvation. When I hear Yeshua, I hear salvation. When I hear Yahushua, I hear salvation. Thou, though, that is the name that we are all saved by. It's the same name. Izusa. I, I, what is it? How did you say it? What? The first one the, before the, the J. And the Iosis. The Iosis. The Iosis. The, the, the Jesus. Every language, guys, we all speak a different language. I get that people can't stand the name Jesus because it doesn't li line up with the scriptural side of it. And it could be Joshua. It could be this. Where is your heart at? Like, I mean, I'm being like, all right, now I really want to know. Like, dude, I'm like sitting here trying to hold back my tears because it breaks my heart when I hear this and I feel this on such a different level. Where is your heart? Where is your heart for God? Where is your, because if you don't have love for your fellow man, how can you say you love the God you've never seen? How? And that love comes from the understanding that certain one of us, some of us are at certain steps in our walk. Some of us are in certain places. We understand things a certain way because God has revealed it to us this way. Like, dude, before I ever came to this, I never had a clue that anything other than Jesus was his name. I assumed it when I was younger, dude, I assumed everybody just spoke English. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when I was younger growing up, I mean, I never thought anybody spoke anything differently. I mean, but I guarantee you in chi the Chinese di dialect, I guarantee you they call him something different. It sounds different, but it's the same meaning. This is the point is don't be legalistic. It's the same meaning. It's the heart posture is what are you calling on? That's what we were trying to get across. What are you calling on? Who are you calling on? Are you calling on our God, the creator of all things, the king of the universe? Is that who you're calling on when you cry out? Because I know that's who I'm crying out to. I'm crying out to the one that speaks to the very depths of my soul and tells me that he is the one that was there in the beginning and I was there with him. He created me since then. I was there with him. That's who I cry out to. And, you know, one of the things that I think about is that, you know, uh, when, when I look at St. Paul, for example, Paul did not accept the Messiah you know, I mean, he did not accept yeah. uh, overusing the name Jesus, Yeshua, and Jesus. But yeah, yeah, Caden, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, there are people like the lady, like I said, the lady that came up to my car, the lady came in my car the other day and said, do you know that you're promoting the name of Zeus that hails Zeus? Uh, let me see. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. I'm going to show you guys. Google. <laughs> well, that was a short. That was yeah. a short live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the question, though. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. With you. My my only question I have for everybody is, who, what, where's your heart at? Like, where is your heart for the God of the Bible? Like, seriously. Like, that's the only thing. Like, where's your heart? Where's your heart line up? All right. So we'll pull this up. Uh, and we're going to go uh, define, or I'll say origin of the name Jesus. 
Okay. <clears throat> Ah, it's Brother Madison. So here we go. So what's up, brother? So we go. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, blessed as always yourself. So I'm doing well. The original. So when I look up the origin of the name Jesus, Lord Jesus, original name, uh, Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. Find out who called him that and why Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua, Christ, Messiah. So what should we call him? Uh, the word Jesus is the Latin Greek of the Greek Iosis, uh, which turned is translated Hebrew. Transliteration, Transliteration of Hebrew, uh, Jeshu, Joshua, or again, Jehoshua, meaning Jehovah is salvation. The name in one form or another uh, occurs frequently in the Old Testament. It was not born by a person of prominence between the times. What do you got, Madison? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not correct. Um, the, the name Jesus, uh, they skipped the whole piece there. It, it does go out to, in the Greek, Jesus, but in the Latin, it's, it's uh, Jesus. Hey, meaning hail too, and then Zeus. And then it jumps back to Jesus, and so on and so forth. I mean, even if you make a, a transliteration, um, what you're talking about is uh, a Seuss is a horse in Hebrew. So there's no translation even close. So um, names do matter. And he, uh, the father, makes that very clear in Jeremiah 23 and 27. He makes it clear in Acts 4 and 12, all throughout the scripture. And if it didn't matter, then people wouldn't have taken such pains to take his name out over 5,000 times out of scripture. So what we are talking about is identity theft. So, and, and the identity theft goes so deep that people, uh, Lee said something earlier about we don't know who the people actually are. Yes, we do. And we know who they aren't. You know, when you talk about Revelations 2 and 9, you're talking about those Ashkenazis. I mean, Genesis, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 10, verses 2, verse 2 tells you exactly that Ashkenazi is not a Shemite. He comes from Gomer, and Gomer is from Japheth. He's a Japhethite. So we have this entire world following down a, a, behind a group of people who have lied their entire existence and have stolen another people's identity. So it does matter. Yeah, somebody somebody used a, uh, an analogy that was just, uh, he is a messianic, uh, he came out of the, you know, not just came out, of, but he's, he's a messianic Jew. Uh, and he said, Duke, how would you feel if I made a fake profile and did a whole bunch of stuff throughout time uh, as Duke White Jr. put someone else's face up there that's nothing like you and, you know, did, went through the dark ages, colonialism, colonization, and everything like that, and it's all under Duke White Jr. How would you feel about that? And I was like, I wouldn't be too happy about that. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. the, 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 the question that becomes, one, uh, it, when, when I tell people that, the opportunity, especially if we all know that we're talking about the Messiah who was born of a virgin, 
who, who, who died for our sins, who mm-hmm. was promised, prophesied and promised by the Father, we have to have a platform where we can discover truth together. And, you know, what I've, like, like if someone was, just, if, if God. But here's was, the thing about, here's the thing about that, dude. Here's, I, I do agree. I think that there needs to be a platform by which everyone can learn together. But when, for example, if you're trying to teach me about my culture, I'm Hebrew. Um, and then you tell me I'm wrong because I grew up a certain way and it's my culture. And you tell me everything that I learned about my culture is wrong because you're practicing what is known as a replacement theology and then putting in what is known as wormwood. Uh, like you use the analogy about ingredients in a certain dish. You know, you, you can't tell me. Yeah. You can't tell me that I'm wrong about my about my heritage. You know what I mean? You need to sit back, be quiet, and let me teach you. You know, because you don't know. <laughs> you don't know my, my culture. In the same manner that you cannot relate a Seuss to a horse. You know, if I go to China, if Lee goes to China, they're going to call him Lee. If I go to China, they're going to call me Madison. If I go to Africa, they can call me Madison. Now the dialect might be off. They may say Madison or something like that, but my name isn't gonna change. You see what I'm saying? And so we talk about deception and the tricks of the enemy. Part of the tricks of the enemy is to take those people that are his and deceive the entire world by making them, you know, convince them that they're just something else. And that's exactly what we're facing today. And, and and I think this is the I think this is where it gets difficult for people. Hold on one second. A big difficulty. A big difficulty is Hello? no, he's on the phone. A big difficulty with a lot of huh? people today is we talk yeah. about color and things of that nature. Right. Uh the fact of the matter is most of his people, his people, his original people look like yeah. me. And that bothers people. So when they hear truth coming out of somebody that looks like me, I, I went through it with the chaplaincy, being the first Hebrew chaplain ever. My very existence bothered people, you know? So, and, and it wasn't, I didn't have to open my mouth and say a word, you know, it was just the fact that, oh, he, he's here, he exists. So that's a big part of the problem. And so- if it didn't matter, if it didn't matter, then he wouldn't use the uh, example with Moses and the leprosy. Right. The whole it's all throughout Scripture. So we well, can't my, just my question. Fa- yeah, go ahead, man. Is um at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we know that we have all been deceived in some shape, form, or fashion. Correct. We can all agree to that. Like we know that the deceptions in the world. We know mm-hmm. that God is going to from what is it Genesis twelve or six in there that area where He's going to bless all nations through Abraham. Correct. Like all mm-hmm. nations. Everybody, every every shape, every form, every fashion of us is going to be blessed through the seed of Abraham, and that's what God has said. It's um, happened. That's so, happened. and this is and this is where it's like I I can't say that you're not a Hebrew, right? I can't. Just like you couldn't look at me and tell me if I'm not a Hebrew. Like most people don't. Well, I'm just saying most people don't understand because I kind of could. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, but it's just still it's that sense of like I know who I am, right? Like this is where I could say that I know what God has called me to be from childhood like from very young age i know because my blood well, being called being called well, what i mean by and, that is and having is, a dna is something completely different. well as my bloodline like i say my bloodlines 
not what people perceive because my most of my family mm-hmm. are about three to four shades darker than me. Most of my family, I just happen to take the lighter skin. Like if okay. you can see, I'm actually, I'm actually, I call myself polka dotted. Like I have mm-hmm. some really dark spots on me that a matter of fact are darker than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just my freckles. I mean, I'm, I have the melanation in my body. And that's mm-hmm. what's really strange to me is like, I know I've always felt one outside of the world in itself, mm-hmm. different from everybody. Mm-hmm. And I know where God stands. And I know how our God operates. And that's the question is, it's like, this is, this is that principle that I know we have been deceived. I know we've been lied to. I know there's a lot of manipulation and deception in this world because one, we know who runs this world. Our well, let me let me help charge, you out. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Where are you trying to go with it? So, this is where you go back to the people who are it's their culture. So, in Genesis, I think it's fifty or 48, 48 through fifty or something like that. When uh, Jacob uh, went and he blessed uh, Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Uh, he blessed the younger son, Ephraim, and said and said uh, he would become Elohagoyim, which means the fulfillment of the nations or the fulfillment of the Gentiles. So he would go out and intermingle with everyone in the in the earth. Now jump time to what you would call as a Christian, the New Testament. Um, Yahushua talked about the prodigal son. That is also referencing the younger brother. And basically he did the same thing. So that's where you get the intermingling of blood where people can then be uh, engrafted in, if you will, like Shaul said, into the into you know our culture, into our bloodline. But what we're talking about is specifically people denying who his people were, who his people are, who his people are called by, what his name is, even if you go back in time, Yahuwah. Well, what do they call us? They call us Yahudim. Where are we from? Yehuda. Yahudim simply means worshipers or people of Yahuwah. So, I mean, there's nothing that any of these Roman Catholics or Christians or anybody else can do in order to deny the facts. And the problem that a lot of people have, and as much as we want to skirt around it, is skin color. When I look at it, when I think about Genesis 12, when Mm -hmm. God told Abram, he called Abram out of his own father's house, he called him from his father's house, it said, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I right. see him when I hear all the nations of the earth. <clears throat> I hear that's the blessing of Ephraim. Right. And, and then right. and then so it's this idea that groups of people from all around the world will be subjected to his ways. And this is why I use the term adoption all the time. You know, the, the concept of adoption, because if I adopt a child uh, from a different culture that speaks a different language, my mm-hmm. job now as a father is to teach the child my ways because the child's going to get the inheritance of me, of the, the entire. And what, what I think the interference of Roman culture did 
was trying to make it seem like now the adopted children get to claim what the father accepts and doesn't accept. Mm. And the, the, the Roman code, especially if the so especially if we're not talking about a child, we're talking about the Roman culture <laughs> that at that time had, had authority, power, influence, uh, whether so it's almost like um if this is the book, if this is the book and and and, and I'm gonna take it from the people, then I'm gonna use it, interpret it, and teach it to society, time, history, influence use all the benefits but i'm going to leave the people behind and then tell the rest of the world that this matters i matter but the people that i did this for doesn't matter and i think that's what we kind of see through history where we where where now it's like and and i tell people it's an unfortunate reality that what we have received the information that we've gotten you know uh it's like yes there's more to learn everybody wants to be like oh i got this down i don't need to learn anything else it's like no you do because of the separation from the people the word from the people we do mm. have to be eager eager to learn more we do got to be able to go back well here's the thing forward. dude here's the thing here's the that's the blessing and the curse though right yeah that's why you I said can never so here's the blessing and the curse of it the curse is that my people uh didn't we did not continue to uh, follow in the commandments. Therefore, we got the curses of Deuteronomy 15, right? So we ended up in slavery again. We ended up in diaspora again. As a result of that, many, many people were blessed. So through uh, the curse, many people were blessed. So that's the blessing and the curse, number one. Number two, you could never separate the book from the people because the book is about the people mm -hmm. because the book represents the father you see what i'm saying so you can't they're inseparable now yeah. as much as people attempt to try to separate the two well that's where we get the ashkenazis and the Khazars. you know these liars they go out and they, they say that they are us you know what i mean but and and the deception it's easy to to discover the truth if you like i keep saying go back to genesis chapter uh chapter one look at verse two the gen you know they are not shemites you know but they got the whole world thinking that they are and as soon as you offend them they say well that's anti-semitic well you're not a semite you're jephethite there's a complete difference you said you're you're a gentile you know what i mean so but people have the believe the deception and the lie for so long and so now here we come to this time where you have people such as myself who are setting the record straight it's not opinionated it's i haven't said anything to you that is of my own volition or of my own opinion i've only quoted scripture acts 12 jeremiah 23 27 genesis uh chapter 1 you know, it does not, uh, uh, Revelation 2 and 9. It, it, you know, none of these are my opinion. So if, if you want to say that the book is the foundation, is the prescription, then let that be the foundation and the, and the prescription. Yeah. All right. That's it. I think that, that you, you, this is the issue is that uh, people, I think this is what causes people to struggle is. Mm -hmm. One, I've heard things like, 
I heard things. Oh, like y'all like my Ruben Ben hat? <laughs> you funny. Nah, yeah, that's my Ruben Ben right there. I've heard people say things like, "Well, the Bible's open for interpretation, and anyone can interpret the way they want." It's like, no, it's not. So, and then, because we are talking about the name, I would like. I sent you a verse earlier, Revelations nineteen twelve. Go ahead and read it out. And uh, the, the reason why I want to, I want to just you know put it out here first. The reason why I bring this up is because this is why I say like, if you call him Yahushua, and I call him Yeshua or Jesus. You know why you call him Yeshua, though? Do you know why you call him Yeshua? Because his name means salvation. No, no, the name, the name Yeshu or Yesu, was was created by a Pharisaical by Pharisees, which literally means may this name be blotted out, meaning from the name from the book of life. So this was this was an attempt. This was an attempt Mm -hmm. from the Prushim or the Pharisees to prevent people. From from actually pronouncing the name of the Father Yahuwah, which is the the actual name is of the Messiah is Yahushua, which means Yahuwah is our salvation. Now we know that the that the Pharisees did not want anybody pronouncing the name, and they saw it as a form of blasphemy, and they would put you to death. And the reason why they would do that is because they knew that all power all salvation all wisdom stem from the name and knowledge of the name you see what i'm saying right so that's the reason why you say yeshua uh, all right well when i say so, yeshua, so but you're saying these but this is because I'm, I'm explaining this to you because you're i know you're trying to use my history and my people's culture in order to prove a point but i'm explaining to you why you're even using the names you're using oh and i understand i understand why you're saying okay um, but go ahead, go ahead and read. So, uh, Revelations nineteen twelve. This is why I say to me personally, right, from mm-hmm. my understanding, we all come with a heart basis, and this is why I say this because at the end of the day, whenever He does come, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Him as Lord. Right? Mm-hmm. It says His eyes. This is Revelations nineteen twelve. It says His eyes were as flame of fire, and on His head were many crowns, and He had a name written that no man knew but He Himself. So when mm-hmm. He returns. He's going to have a new name that no man knows but himself. And that is the name that every knee will bow to and every tongue will confess is his new name. That's what's going well, to be said. Well, what you're explaining is, I mean, do you don't think you don't think that there are other secrets in heaven? Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I mean what I'm trying to say here is So you're talking about you're talking the vision about after. that is caused by the name right now is it's more of a heart issue than anything because in le- none of us speak gaily in Aramaic. No, it's not a heart issue. It's a scripture issue. It's not a heart issue. It's a scripture issue. So you just vote, you just quoted a scripture that talks about his reign basically with his people after all is said and done. When we know that he's going to renew everything. Well, you know he's going to give even you or me a new name. Correct. We're not talking about that time. We're talking about now. And I get you that. And so, so now this, this is what we're, so it's apples and oranges. So you can't twist up the word in order to make it try to fit a point. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of what, that's what, I was doing, what that, but, um, you may not have attempted to do it on purpose, but that's mm-hmm. what happened. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have proper understanding. So where can you explain where the uh, where Yahuwah and Yahushua is derived from in the Hebrew, if you don't mind. I mean, it goes all the way back to Paleo Hebrew text, man. It's on the caves. 
you know, the Yodhe Bave. Yeah, the Yodhe Bave. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that goes five, all the way six, back. Five, yeah. Yeah. But this is also where they get Yahweh and they get Yahushua. No, they don't get Yahweh. They, they don't get Yahweh. They don't get that. That's not, they don't get that. That's maybe where you get it. But our culture, we don't get that. We get, we get Yahuwah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I get it. Like I said, I've done the research. I've looked into all this. That's what I've but, done. Like, I can tell you, like, it, there's a reason why his name is on my right hand. I mean, he has written his name upon me. Like, I understand all of this. Like, I've had many people. So if you have an understanding of it, so if you have a proper understanding of something that is true, then you don't go back to the lively. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, you, you don't do that. Once well, you once you, are once you are given light, you don't go back to the darkness. This is where it's, to me, the deception and the manipulation of this world, all the lies and all the stuff that's been done and put upon us, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't know. We can say we know, but no, we only know. No. Oh, don't, 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 don't we say we. In, don't say okay, we. So I don't. only know in part. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna say definitively yeah. that from right. the research we I've done because I've looked up Yeshua, I've looked up Yahushua. I've mm -hmm. looked up Yahushua. I've looked up all these names. I've done all the sacred name stuff. I've looked in all of this. And there's truth that can be found from all of it. Because this people says this, this people says this. When I'm trying to say as a unified group, we could come together with the understanding that this is what we are seeing and this is what we are saying. We're all saying the same thing, just in a different way, in a different language. No, no, you're not. You're not saying the same thing. You say Jesus, you're not saying Yahweh. That's the point. And see, you're, you're, like, so yeah. so what you're doing right now is you're still trying to use apologetics in order to uh, appease your own opinions. I don't even know what apologetics is, but I mean, well, I really I don't. You, you I don't see, so so the point is this. The point is this. You're not as well studied as you think you are. That's the point. You know, you don't know what apologetics is. You, well, you I mean, struggle, I don't look you struggle into, to I've go heard through the, the words, through, man. So, I just don't uh, use strongs. them. I don't look into it because I, I literally use scripture. I go based off of the scripture. I've looked into the studies of the names and the, the Hebrew and all this stuff. And to me, what I see here, what the Father has shown me, mm -hmm. is this is kind of like the Pharisees were doing whenever they were being, they were the Pharisees the word, were preventing not people being from doers of the word. The Pharisees were preventing people Correct. from using the name of the Father, which is why you, you say Yeshua. Well, Yeshua is Jesus, or Jesus, or whatever you want to call the name. That's the Son, the Son of God. I just explained to you what Yeshua was. It's not that. Well, so so there's there's a this is what I think ends up happening, and this is where a lot of people get stuck. Is that you? You have the origin, and then you have the interpretation of what's happened through time. And so, but where when you were, were trying to reconcile uh, the, the what the truth is, we have to get to a place where we go. Okay, the, the origin is the origin, um, and then this is what I mean. Like the the amount of time that it took most people, like the amount of time that it took most people to realize that even. Yeshua 
wasn't white, right? It's like, whoa, whoa, that, that was mind-blowing. If I'm like, wow, that's the weak witness go, well, why was it such a big deal? Well, really, the big deal isn't the fact that he's not white. The big deal is the fact that the scripture actually said, don't make graven images. Don't make images of things that you like, don't get into that. So even it's almost like every every little time that humans attempt to try to help the father out, something catastrophic happens. Some type of like, like even, even down to Abraham and Sarah uh having Ishmael. You know, every time that, that man tries to veer off just a little bit from what the father says, it creates this catastrophic you know confusion that travels down through time i'll give you an example another example when uh samuel tells uh saul to kill everybody in a specific area and he leaves uh, and he leaves the king and takes the goat and and he and, and samuel says do you know what you've done you just caught like the father was going to deliver us forever you just caused you know <laughs> you just caused him to you know Keep us in this situation. He was going to deliver us out of the situation, but because you didn't follow completely. And so he goes, if the father holds his own people to the following of what he says and expects that obedience, if you get adopted in, you're getting adopted into that intensity, into that frequency. So even with me, people say, well, Duke, why do you say Jesus? Why are you promoting coming to Jesus? I, I even talk to Madison about it. I'm completely aware of the risk that I take because my whole purpose is to say this Jesus that you know, and I, I get it actually from uh, the same thing that Paul did when he was re trying to reach the Greeks. And, he, and they had this statue of an unknown God. And I'm like, the Jesus that you know, I want to say, hey, I know you, you're talking about salvation. I know you're talking about the one that got on the cross. I know what you're talking about, but go deeper. Why do I want people to go deeper? Why do I want people to go to the origin? It's because of the confusion that it's caused. It's because of the confusion. So I'm like, I know that you know that. I know that you know you're talking about this, but do you know the, like, matter of fact, we all do it. We name our children, like my son's name is Ezekiel. Now watch this. Do you know the shock <laughs> of me thinking I'm doing something so holy, so godly by naming my child Ezekiel? just to read the original language and then find out his name's not Ezekiel. And I'm like, wait, wait. So, so now I just called him Ezekiel. <laughs> we just found out that's the interpretation or a derivative. What you meant to do was, and it, and I, I can't take the privilege, right, of, of saying, well, no, no, no. I just, it, his name's Ezekiel. That's in the Bible. It's like, yeah, it's in the King James Version Bible. You named him after a character in the King James Version Bible. But what you really meant to do was, and if I can feel that, then you, you, you can't say it doesn't mean the same thing with the Father. You see what I mean? When it comes down to the origin. Now, I can. I can say, but we know who he's talking about. We know his meaning. But, that, you know, but if someone says, dude, what does Ezekiel's name mean? which I know that the term is, is God strengthens, right? I still have to go, yeah, but that's not what I meant to do. What I meant to do was call him what that, that prophet's name was. But because I only knew the name Ezekiel, that's what I did. And like, if I had a known, I would have named him after the origin. That's the, that's, that's the difference, is that if I had a known, 
Oh man, I, like like when we when children parents think they're being holy and they go, I'm gonna call my son Matthew. It's like you really think it was a dude named Matthew three thousand years ago, two thousand years ago named Matthew. You, you see what I mean? His name was Matteo. You know, and it's like, oh, that's it's it's crazy when I go like when I when I alleviate my intention because a lot of times our intentions merge with our interpretation and though we and i do believe like like madison said earlier i do believe that there is grace for that that the guy's like Absolutely. okay however once we get into the seeking of truth we just have to let the truth be what it is let me explain the difference right so here's a difference between the grace you're talking about and a pseudo grace a, a false grace the grace you're talking about is you fell down on your knees and you prayed, oh, God, God of Abraham, so on and so forth, save me. And he extended grace and he saved you. Um, and then from there, he began to lead you into, into more and more truth. But he'll only give you so much truth as, as what you can handle. When you begin to deny the truth, then he'll start giving you less and less truth because he knows that you'll uh you'll deny it versus versus a christian who goes to africa and he holds out a bible to a to a starving little baby or a toddler and says i have a piece of chicken here but you have to accept this bible first that's not grace you know and so there's a complete difference between the two now some people will look at the second you know, example is saying, well, that's grace too, because we're bringing them salvation because, you know, we're giving them the book before that. And, and then we gave them five loaves, you know, it, it's just simply not the same, you know? So here we are at such a time where all the lies, all the deception, it needs to be exposed. And if a person, I said earlier, light and dark, it's impossible for them to walk together. When light appears on the scene, darkness flees. Plain and simple. So there's nothing that, you know, uh, I'm not going to be a Polinian. I'm not going to be like Paul and give you my opinions on things. You know, what we're talking about is, okay, here's scripture. You know, uh, scripture is more than just the King James Version. You know, if you want to know about wisdom, you need to read the wisdom of Solomon. You need to read the book of Enoch. You need to understand where wisdom comes from, the origins, how wisdom was, you know, who is consciousness. All these things matter. You know, and so, and then when you start to, and, and you know how you get there? You get there by accepting the father for who he is on a deeper level. So for Lee, he extended grace. He loved you so much to even uh, share with you his real name. And here you are denying it. So, well, I yeah, just... you are. When, you, when you're when you denying, you deny it when you say it doesn't matter. And and no. that's a denial. And so it doesn't matter how you, how you feel about it. No, it doesn't I, what matter I was how saying you... was it doesn't matter to me what you call him. What it matters to me is what I call him. What he, <laughs> well, what see, he I mean, you're a Gentile, man. You're, you're a Gentile. 
So the point is this, it does matter. And then when people share with you truth, you get upset, right? Really? That's what happened just now. You got upset and you walked off the stage. So the Oh, no, I was is, upset because you were condemning me. I wasn't and condemning brother, anything. Hold on, stop right there. Stop oh, right there. That's why I asked you to come back up here. We can go back There's to nothing I did to condemn you. All I did was share scripture. Oh, no. I mean, there were condemning but, but words. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that. If there was right. any condemnation, it was the okay. words that you used okay. that were brought back to you. But here's the thing is that when you get. This is, this is where everybody's got to say, okay. When we do, we hold on to our interpretation more than we hold on to the origin. Because especially if we, if we if we call ourselves truth seekers, at the end of the day, all that matters is that we discover the truth. You know, I mean that, and that's why we can't we can't hold on to. And I, I use this episode from the Jeffersons. There was one episode I don't know if you guys remember uh, there, that uh, her son painted uh, a black Jesus. And uh, the mom got the mom is black, and the mom got so upset because she was just like, "No, you don't. You take this Jesus." She wanted the white Jesus back up there. It was like, "This is the Jesus that's been in my family the whole life." And then he went to the Word and was like, "Mom, but this is where it said this is what Jesus." And, and she said, "Oh my God, it sure does." And she started describing it. And what ended up happening was it, it shook her because we can become intimate with our interpretations and you know this is where you know when i look at what even the the non-believing jewish people in the day of the messiah had to accept is that he was the messiah it's difficult for 400 years of oppression with the roman culture for 400 years you can almost even be like he's not coming in my lifetime but he showed up and he showed up with teaching that was consistent with the Old Testament. He spoke of the Old Testament, but he also spoke in such a consistent way that when they even tried to use things that they accepted like divorce, they tried to bring it to him. And what did he do? He referred to them back to the Old Testament where he's like, no, the, the, you know, from the, the but anybody, and he gives a reason why. He says, because of the hardness of your hearts that Moses had to make the law of divorcement, because not only the Pharisees uh, of that day were challenging him on the error of what they accepted, he was also answering them that the error was made from that exact same type of resistance from when Moses made the error. And what this lets me know is that, just like what Madison said, that it's when the heart gets hardened, <laughs> when the heart gets hardened, we will accept things that God doesn't accept and 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 kind of just say, well, God's going to have to deal with it. We're just, this is what we're doing. That is the hardness of the heart. When, 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 and so, and what, what concerns me is when two things. I go, man, Moses really was in a tough situation. Bottom line, you, you can't, you can't, you can't say that this is not tough. You got the true and living God who's not budging. He's not changing his way. He's not going to, you can't politic with him. Okay. You got the true and living God saying, I'm not accepting divorce. And then you got the people going, well, we're going to do it. <laughs> and so Moses makes a managerial call. Not, not the, watch this. He doesn't make the call as an owner. He's making a managerial call. 
And he goes, I'm going to approve it. Now, I know in leadership what this does, and we're all, we've all been leaders. I know in leadership what this does is it causes God to come down on the leader, not the people. Because, because it causes God to hold the leader accountable, not the people. And then, then the, the, but the problem with that is throughout the year, all of those people throughout the years now offend God. It becomes culturalized. And now Christ, the Messiah, has to deal with it now. And now they're using that. Well, what, is, what do you say against divorce? And what, what I love about the Messiah, I love what he does, is he takes it back to the origin. He takes, and he goes, I know, I know what you guys are trying to do. And if you notice what he says to the Pharisees, he goes, you, you can't see me because you err in your word. And I go, well, how is this possible? We were just talking about this earlier early in the week. And I'm like, how did the Pharisees, like, what was the source of their disbelief? The source of their disbelief is because they accepted so much for their own preservation. They started accepting the subtleties of how do I feel safe? How do I remain in power to protect myself because of Roman oppression? They started accepting culturalism. If you notice, people who are watching this, whenever you read about how the father would come down on his people, it was usually when his people started accepting the ways of yep. pagan culture. That's when he would start acting like, uh, oh, said, okay. <laughs> Done. that's when he would start, okay, now I'm going to hand you over to the, to the enemies. Uh, even when you, when you brought up Jeremiah, Madison, when you look at Jeremiah, God sent Jeremiah out first to say, hey, let's correct this stuff. Let's get back to what the father's ways. They didn't want to do it. God says, okay, now I'm going to hand you over to, to that. To that See, but this is where you got to, where do you take God's sovereignty into all this? Because well, that's the question. Like at the end of the day, all this stuff that's occurred to us, all this deception, all this manipulation has only been allowed and happened because of God. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's all him. Like it's if he wants us to say this or that, it's only going to be by his grace or by his authority that we do it. So that is the question is why have we been lied to or why have we been allowed to be lied to in such a way that it only allows for certain things to be seen? I think that's because when you come from like, so when you come from under, again, oppression, oppression is in itself a deceiver. Because yeah. now where, where the spirit would naturally cry out to reach truth, you got to remember the oppressors didn't even allow, they didn't allow, the first oppression was with the Romans the Roman Catholic Church that didn't allow people to have a word. Something where Hebrew people were allowed to teach their families, allowed to, the fathers were the priests of the home, they were allowed to teach. So now it's gone from that to you can't even speak it, then it becomes the Romans, and now only their priests are allowed to have it. Well, and it's a little deeper than that too, Duke. So um, when the father created us uh, in the same way he did uh, angels, um, he did give us will, you know, and so the first sin basically was obviously when the angels rebelled, right? And and then they were tossed out of heaven. The second account of sin was uh, the account with Adam and Eve, right? And each one of these 
it was as a result of uh, the specific individual's will, what they chose to do. And the point of the matter is that while he's allowing things to happen, he allows us to make our own choices. You know, yes, he allows us to be able to accept truth, but then deny it. He allows us to be able to accept truth and, and really accept it and, and make it a part of our very being. He allows us to make mistakes and then to teshuva, to, to repent. You know, this is a part of the grace that he extends to all of his creation. You know, especially us, you know, his sons and daughters. So it, it's not so much that, you know, uh, he could have stopped it or obviously, you know, um, but it's more so through the, the trials and tribulations, he teaches us more about the divinity that is within us. He teaches us more about what it means to be a God, oneness with him. Uh, a huge part of the problem between Western theology and Eastern, you know, like my faith is Western theology. They hope to always try to compartmentalize everything. You know, they hope to, you know, you know if you notice in scripture, whenever uh, analogies are made, they're always organic. You know, you're being engrafted into a tree or, you know, something organic. But, you know, when you think about most Christianity, you know, it's more mechanical about things. You know, they want, it's, there's no oneness. You know, that, that everything has got to be separate and compartmentalized. But in doing so, you miss the whole point of becoming what it really means to be engrafted, what it really means to understand who you are in the Father, what it really means to when it says, and I'm going to use Christian terminology, uh, to have on you the mind of Christ, that literally means a kai, to be one with the Father. You know what I mean? To have the mind of Yahuwah within us. Mm -hmm. How? Through his wisdom. Well, if you went back and you studied what wisdom is, you know the wisdom was his consciousness. His consciousness came down became the word, became flesh, became the word, became flesh, dwelt among us, was rejected, was rejected, went back to heaven. Who you is that? Who is funny. that? Yeah. So, but there's a whole, when we talk about the prodigal, you know, with the prodigal spinning off of the blessings of Ephraim, which is a spinoff of all nations being blessed through Abraham, right? Well, you, okay, so the, the son went out, and then he came home, and then there was a big cookout. Well, what happened in between? Okay, he went out. There was a quickening of his spirit because he forgot who he was. Is and then he, he came to himself. He came to himself. He remembered who his father was. But they don't talk about the journey. They don't talk about the peeling away of the onion. They don't talk about the trials and tribulations, how far out he went and what the what the journey was on the way home. There was a reason why he had to put on a new robe. You know what I mean? There was a reason why he got the fattest cow, not just because of the celebration, the boy was hungry. You see what I'm saying? So there's a whole lot that is missing. Uh, what is Madison Downs view on the New Testament? 
and the I, I don't like Paul. Um, you know, I think that you know anybody who who falls off their donkey, and there are no witnesses around, and then all of a sudden they're something else. Then uh, you know. Uh, however, if you read a lot of his, his his stuff, you know there's some truth in there that you can follow. But I, I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a big fan of people who often uh, insert their opinions into things, mm. and because I think that their opinions can lead pe lead people astray. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, insofar as uh, New Testament, um, I don't necessarily believe in a New Testament. You know, uh, even if you look at Hebrews, what is it, 13 and 4, something like that, it says that the Father is the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore. He doesn't change. Now, what he does is he teaches us the depthness and the value and the true meaning of what a covenant is. And he shows us the lengths he's willing to go in order to honor his covenant. And he puts conditions on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Following yeah. the Shabbat, uh, you know, things of that nature as a sign forever that you will, you know, and I think, I think this is where so. this is where a lot of our churches today uh, are, mm -hmm. are kind of struggling with. You know, it's like so now it's it's. I remember when it first came out that that Sunday was not the Sabbath. When it mm -hmm. first came out, that Sunday was not the Sabbath. Uh, yeah. But but the the conditioning had already taken place where in America we go to church on Sundays. And then I remember when it became like unrefutable, irrefutable that Saturdays or Sundays were not the, so then then people begin to ask pastors questions like well now that we know that the Sabbath is really Saturday why are we still doing it and and this is where this is where uh I go I uh, well technically <laughs> answer the question you know you get really and, technical but then I've heard pastors say well we worship God every day now he's like but do you but do you, you know what I mean? Because see, what, what really should not be offensive, there's nothing wrong with being creative. There's nothing wrong with, with making it applicable every day and all that. But when you get to the point where you're like, well, that doesn't matter anymore. Not, not, I'm talking about the way you said it. I'm talking about like the Christmas tree. I'm talking about the how many liberties have we as the people of God taken to now is our faith not only unrecognizable to to somebody who's going to dedicate to the word of god and say how come we're not doing this how can we not doing that it's it's like how many liberties have we taken where our faith is no longer even recognizable to the father that's what should be concerned so when he says work out your salvation with fear and trembling i'm like how many liberties have we taken because now we've got we've got men who don't yeah yeah operate. hold on let me let me uh let me address that real quick that last comment yeah yeah he wasn't he he was with a company of men who were not disciples you see what i'm saying so none of the disciples witnessed you know this conversion so uh yeah i mean that he was with with people he fell off the donkey 
he bumped his head and he said he saw the light. But nobody around him was a disciple. As a matter of fact, uh, most of the people who followed the Messiah were staying away from him because he was murdering them. So I hope that helps you to understand just a little bit more about where I stand. So, so the, again, we're, we're, I want everybody to, I'm going to say something that's really hard to hear, but it's just, if, if you hear it, if you hear what I'm saying, you're going to hear it. The King James Version Bible, it says it in the title. This is a version. King James Version. Right. So it's not, it's, it, it's, it's not even denying that it is a version. It is in terms of when we go, this is the, this is the word of God. Yes, it is. It is a version of the word of God written by, written, uh, matter of fact, the stamp of approval that King James did was because he was basically saying, I approve this version. So I was watching a video earlier of his teachings that from the Hebrew to the King James Version. Now, in the King James Version, in the Old Testament, I think Satan is mentioned 19 times. Do you know how many times it's mentioned in the Hebrew? No. 36. Well, well, so we know that there's... Because they've changed it because the name Satan, which is Satan, they changed certain translations because it didn't fit. Well, we're about, we're to, about to experience it right now. Right now, they're... The Chinese Bible, uh, they they actually have they're changing stuff around. So like we're getting a modern version of kind of what took Christ. But the, 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 the story of the woman that was brought to, and this is fact, guys. So I'm not making this up. This is, you can go look it up. This is all fact. That what they did was they changed the story uh, where Christ meets the woman who was uh, caught in the act of adultery, and he actually stones her to death, versus. Uh, saying, "Where's your? You know, go your way and sin no more." Uh, that he actually stones her to death, and 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 I want to show you where else. This is this is how you know that it's it's becoming part of this modern culture to do that. One of the rules about our our our, our love, like Superman, like as you said, yeah, man, I'm a, you love Superman. Well, in the modern Superman, the early Superman movie, he broke the neck of his enemy. You know, they changed the story. Well, the Superman we grew up with didn't kill no matter what. He didn't kill. Right. He didn't kill. And, and so we're seeing as we go throughout time, we like to make little adjustments and things like that. Now, I can say when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, this was very encouraging because in the Dead Sea Scrolls, they found how accurate the interpretation of the right. King James Bible was, the King James Version and the, 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 the doctrines were. But there's a difference between recontextualizing and interpreting. You know what I mean? Uh, if, if I go into a town, if I go into a town and and there's no snow in that town, and I say the blood of the Messiah will wash your sins as white as snow, and they go, we don't know what snow looks like. So then I go, okay, well, the blood of the blood of the Messiah sin wipes your sin as white as the clouds. And you go, oh, okay. So I do so, there was a recontextualizing or re, I'm sorry, a reinterpreting, but I'm still using the same scripture. Right. If someone says, what does this mean in the Bible? What does this mean? And I go, well, it means this. So I'm going to, I'm going to reinterpret it so that I can show you what it means. You, you see what I mean? Go to the word, uh, sorceries. But, I mean, right. Like really the word sorcery, one. like finding out this sorcery. And, and when I say 
when we take these liberties, I'm glad you brought that up. I thought when I saw sorcery, I'm looking for like Alakazoo, Alakazam, you know what I mean? With the with the wand and the, the you know the Lord of the Ring looking guy. You know I mean? Yeah, because I'm thinking this sorcery. That is a type of sorcery, but this was actually talking about pharmacia. So when you go, wait a minute, this is talking about pharmacia. You see what I mean? You, you find out, and then you then you look and say, okay, what is the effect of the liberties we've taken with pharmacia? Not knowing that it was actually mentioned in the Bible. Now these medical corporations who are all pharmacia, What's pretty the much, logo? <laughs> right, right. What's the medical logo? Uh, yeah, right, it's the, 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 the staff, the staff with the serpent around it. And, and who, know, and who, and who operates them? Who runs them? Right, you say the Ashkenazis. No, I mean, I mean, look, call it all out. It's the Ashkenazis again. You know, who who is stealing Americans' monies? Ashkenazis through the IRS. You know, um, who's getting the money? Ashkenazis in Ukraine. They're the same people, and and the people in Israel. Meanwhile, Americans are struggling here. You know, having a hard time. So, you know, you can tell the timing that we're in because when when they the 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 gent they are gentiles they are not jews i just want to make sure that everybody understands yeah. that go back and read genesis with chapter 10. And right there at the beginning it, when COVID happened this right. is the first time in american i mean first time in world history where someone had the power and it's because of pharmaceutical companies to shut down churches Shut down places of worshiping the oh. creator of the universe. They didn't have the power. They didn't have the power. The church gave them the power. But think about this. That means that that means that if you want to see how, how this works and what I'm talking about when we take liberties, when we take liberties with the Father, we don't have the natural ability to withstand the enemy. And we end up, like he said, that, that even the very elect would be deceptive if it were possible. Well, how is that possible? When what you're made out of, when the when what you really need is not actually in there. You know, uh, and we have to accept the fact that we are a culture that loves artificial flavoring. You know, uh, if, if all I ever do is drink orange sun-kissed, I can never say that I tasted an orange. Yeah. There's no fruit called Dr. Pepper, so you're fine. You just, I'm good. You, you've only drinking, but let's be real. Three flavors. And I, I want to show you how we compartmentalize our thinking sometimes. We know a car needs gas, period. We will never say, oh, well, you know, I don't have any money. Let me put this Sprite in my car because it doesn't make sense. And we would never, but look how much we allow ourselves to believe that things are not of God, but we allow ourselves, oh, God will be fine with this. God will be fine with this. God will be fine with that. And it's like, first I want to tell you. What do you say to Aaron's sons? What's that? God's going to be fine with this? Oh, yeah, no, he didn't say that. Didn't say that <laughs> and, and, but I want to show you guys, in the foundation, this, this, you're, you're exactly right. I'm glad you brought that up. In the foundation, while Moses is up, we, now I want y'all to think about this. This is, this is what the Father has always been dealing with. When I know everybody talks about the burning bush story, right? Mm -hmm. But when Moses came back, this time the whole mountain's on fire. <laughs> and the father invites all of his people 
come on, come with me. Come, come on, let's go. Let's go meet them. Let's go. And they were like, nah, Moses, you're cool. You go ahead and go. Now watch this. They were too afraid to go into his presence. Mm -hmm. But they were 100% okay with building a, a false god and worshiping the way they wanted to. This is why it was easy for the father to swallow them up. Like, oh, oh we're not doing this. You're going to tell me you're too afraid to listen to my ways, but you can make up your own ways. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, we're not doing this. Like, well, dude, just wait till y'all see how deep it really goes. So you really want to find out what the true Sabbath is? It's, it's not really like the Saturday Sabbath. The true Sabbath is set up by the moon. It's the moon. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, he said the, the true Sabbath is the moon phases. <laughs> like it is the, <laughs> it's the new moon, the quarter moon, or the half moon, the full moon, and then back. Right. Like it's but we can't we can't set our lives up off of that. So they I guess they made a it's, it's like kind of one much. of those Moses it's, moments for divorce. Kind of like, well, we're just gonna go set it for Friday night, sense. Saturday night, because it actually if you watch the moon phases, it's close. It, no, no, I mean, like, surprisingly, most Friday nights are it, it line up with those moon phases. Like, it's crazy. Like, I've That's actually true. watched it pretty closely. I'm like, well, that actually does. And then you get into how many months are there? There's actually only thir there's 13 months, not 12 months. <laughs> there's 30 days in each month. And then there's, there's a whole lot to this. <laughs> But, but, but here's the truth of the matter. We actually have nothing else to do but learn it, but we've allowed so much other stuff to come this in. this is why the only way we're going to get away from it is destroy it all. <laughs> right, going Nicaea. back to the origin. Nicaea, dude. Like, we need a new Nicaea where it all just says, you know what, guys? We have been manipulated. We have been deceived. It is time to get back to God's ways. Well, when you, when you look at what you got, Madison? No, I mean, Lee's absolutely correct. Yeah, no, the, the the reality is that that when you when you go okay, uh, this this much deception. Man, I should have thrown the flat Earth in there. Man. The, the, he should have thrown the flat Earth in there. <laughs> that was a perfect time for the flat Earth. I know, right? You know, but but uh, you know the, the the reality is that you know, and I feel bad for people. So you got these these people who actually study human anatomy and they study nutrition and they go, these foods are dangerous. But everybody loves the bad food so much that what do we do? We defend what's hurting us. Like, no, no, you know what I mean? We love it. We love it. You know, and so they, they, like, it's almost like, look, you guys, we got to accept that we have accept, we have not done a great examination on ourselves. You know, um, I was actually writing a script for a movie. And I stopped writing. This, I actually stopped writing the script because it scared me too bad. I stopped writing. It was about this. Uh, Wait a oh, time out. Time out. You let fear stop you? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Are we going to go there? I, I didn't. Give me one second. Give me one second. I'll be right back. All right. So, so, so here's what happened. I was making a movie about this, uh, this, this KKK guy who became a doctor. And what he would do, he became a doctor. And what he would do, and, and all his his other KKK member friends, they were all elite doctors. And what they would do is misdiagnose black people on purpose. And there's this one black doctor that shows up and he's like, hey, this is a simple case of this. And they were, he was constantly trying to like, they, I don't, you know, hide the fight. He's like, 
why don't you just do this? He would every time he would have solutions, you know, he would try to, and it was it was a crazy concept. And I was like, man, this is really it's good. Not a crazy concept. <laughs> right, right, dude, stop. What? You forget who, dude. Forget who you're sitting <laughs> next to, I guess. But, but this is what ends up happening is that he ends up step stumbling upon this whole mischievous plan that these doctors were all really trying to kill black people through the medical field but they were they all knew that they were and then it led into also discovering that the lawyers were doing the same thing misrepresenting black uh but and then uh, what scared me was freedom i was like dude this is this is reality this is not now Here's here's what I'm getting at. The motivation of the movie wasn't even about race. The motivation of the movie was when we don't take responsibility of our own physical entity and say, let me, as a human being who's had a body his entire life, let me be more in tune with my anatomy so that when doctors talk to me, they're not talking over my head. Do you see what I mean? So I needed to, so the, the motivation was, you know, to use a scary concept as in when physicians know more about your body or the human anatomy than you do, they can just make it, make stuff up. If you know how much your weight and your height, how much sugar intake you're supposed to have, you know, you'd go, okay, or how much water you're supposed to drink. But what ends up happening, but what ends up happening is that we're just assuming that everybody has their best intentions and everybody wants what's best for us. That's one of the most biggest deceiving things about being human. You know, it's a thing. Oh, I gotta ask Madison a question. Right. So what's yeah, up with so, the Kansas City uh, Chief game being like a uh, being set up? Hey, man. I seen it on TikTok. I thought about you first. Haters gonna hate, man. Haters gonna hate. I'm just saying. I I seen this video where literally I seen. I think it was the quarterback running, and then he had a guy coming right for him, and the guy decided to go to the other guy. I'm just saying it looked real set up. That's all I'm saying. Katie wants to know what does Madison think about the Messiah? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So, if you want to know about the Messiah, then you'd have to go back to the origins right so uh in detail really uh the messiah is spoken mostly in detail in the book of enoch uh there's a there's a portion where enoch is actually having a dialogue with the father in that book he's known as antique Amin, which is the ancient of days and he starts to describe to him what his consciousness is He says, what I think about, um, basically it enters into his heart and then he speaks it, what he looks upon lives and what he turns away from dies. But what he creates is good. And so his consciousness is actually was named wisdom. So wisdom he sent to earth, wisdom became flesh Wisdom became the law. Wisdom dwelled among us. Wisdom was rejected by man. And wisdom returned to the Father, is now seated on his right, on his right, on his right side. So, in generic terms, 
Um, you're talking about his wisdom, being a part of who he is, being a cod. Wisdom taught us how we should have in us the mind of Yahuwah. He teaches us, they call him the mighty counselor, uh, Emmanuel, all those things. So you have to go back to the Hebrew to really have an understanding of what Mashiach is and who Mashiach actually is. It's not a generic version of this uh, Jesus or some demagogue or uh, some person who is half divine, half whatever. It is uh, someone who is, who was or is uh, a cod, oneness with the father, which is why his name is Yahushua, meaning Yahuwah is our salvation. You know, a lot of people don't know this about the Hebrew culture that uh, they does that answer a, his question? I hope that answers. I think so. I think so. He, he, wanted, he, wanted so. To know, he wanted to know if you identify him as the Messiah, but you, you no, what he was doing that was a pharisaical question. It's like when, uh, and I was gonna say that, but uh, because the last question and his reply to it, you know, so these are becoming when, when, when the Messiah went before the Pharisees, they would ask him questions to try to trip him up or something like that to make it seem like. But you know or, what? You, you, know, you so, know what though? I, I, yeah. I, I, when I even look at what the Pharisees did, uh, mm -hmm. I, it, it's always interesting because the Pharisees had to, uh, when, when there was in the Old Testament, the Levites would have to examine the sacrificial lamb. They would have mm -hmm. to examine to make sure, like the only other, it had to be a flawless lamb. And without, I don't think they did this with that intention, but I just think it's interesting that they did the same process by examining them to see if they could find a flaw. Then they were genuinely trying right. to find a flaw. Um, and when, when I look at this situation, um, first of all, what we're dealing with in, Amer in, in American culture is not is not the first time we've seen this. You know, even when we look scripturally, uh, I want everybody to understand: four hundred years of Roman oppression. You got to understand that there's this power that humans possess called influence. If you think that there wasn't a mixing of culture that took place, uh, if you don't think there wasn't a um, infiltration of will and you know this lowering of standards and all this other stuff for the sake of survival, these are things that people did. The, the interesting thing is we constantly make the mistake of thinking that when things look like death is inevitable, that we're going to die if we don't compromise the will of God. We always forget that he was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, that when death is upon us, he's moving for us. I was about to say, like, yeah, there's one thing you better come to a full realization of. The only death that you can ever occur that's going to matter is the second death. You right. better make sure you're prepared. You're going to die a mortal death. <laughs> you're going to die. You're going to die. Get it in your head, but you best die for God and not for yourself. Yeah, because what, what I think what happens is culturally, see, death was a big deal with the Roman culture. That was their, that was their big intimidating factor. So the what else did they, they have? Because that, that's what they had. You know, death, like, they're done. We'll kill you slowly, pain, suffering. What Yeshua, what, what, one of the things that Yeshua really did that, that I love so much was that 
that overcoming death was like come on now when got like 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 defeated and, death and and that that's the defeating death i think when people say well why is he why is this person significant at all it's like because he defeated death showing us that it is not the end showing that us that our our god is the true god and he's the living uh word of god and and death was such a weaponizing death is how the it's exactly what they're doing with COVID, right they weaponize right. death because that's exactly yeah that's exactly right they weaponizing death was how they controlled you know slaves in america weaponizing death is how they controlled you know that's really how even wicked governments control people is by weaponizing death and so what the messiah fear. was doing well it's fear is one thing and it, it is it is but when 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 you can go to the grocery store and see people you know on a cross being crucified you know you're like i ain't messing with them this is the reason why a lot of out. this is the reason why a lot of the slaves didn't rise up because they saw what happened when slaves tried to rise up you see what i mean and but ultimately the only reason why we were able to be free is because of those people who said i'm gonna fight for freedom even if it kills even me. if and and that's the reason why so many um so much stuff has been able to infiltrate our faith because there's so much stuff that we didn't want to give up because of either a fear of death uh, that's how replacement theology happened i being do know that, that uh huh? being an outcast being an outcast you you don't get to when you when you look at it most of the world's cultures were infiltrated by alexander the great and you gotta you guys gotta understand something roman culture are descendants of alexander the great's culture so this is really what matter of fact most people don't know this but alexander the great never took over israel that never happened what happened was he died right before he got there right before they were about to plan the siege he died right before that and so he splits the uh so one of the things he did was split the continent up into seven districts and that's how the birth of rome really came uh which so it really so right when that was supposed to happen he split the the continent into these seven districts uh like so africa is not really the name of africa it was really akabula you know they named it after a general in alexander alexander the great's uh, army who who africanus. africanus yeah they never actually got there so and, and look at look how many thousands of years even people who live on the continent have identified and called it africa when when akabula literally means garden of eden <laughs> you know what i mean so so it it people don't understand a lot of times the devastation that oppression causes or what we call colonization code word evangelism but yeah because because what they did was they 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 merged evangelism and colonization together you know what i mean uh, you know, i don't know who it was dude. I, I yeah it, 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 because it, it's very naive to think that you know everybody that came that went around the world to share the gospel uh had all the same intentions 
Mm-hmm. That, that, that's very naive to think that. Uh, but when you look at the war, so I don't know if you know the story, uh, Madison, mm-hmm. uh, with the story that most American Christians were told was that right. uh, America was born for religious freedom from the persecution that was happening in Great Britain with, with the Catholic Church and that the pilgrims wanted to, to mm-hmm. worship God freely and share the gospel. And it's like, I know it sounds nice, but that, that was not the actual story. One, one of the things that people don't know is that uh, I believe it was Queen Elizabeth, who was the one that financed? Uh, she's like, don't give me the line. But, exactly what I was the one that, don't give me the line. When they, when they, when they, the uh, Christopher Columbus, the one that financed, was it Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth or Catherine or something like that, that financed uh, the, the war? They were trying to get Catholicism to rise back up. And I can say this. I can say that it was good that uh, Europe saw the danger in a Catholic world domination concept. Isabella. Because Isabella, Isabella, because that would have been devastating uh, because of the Dark Ages and the uh, tyrannical perspective that they had. You know, so her whole thing was about getting Catholicism as a world power. And uh, the real reason is Great Britain was like, we are not going back into the Dark Ages. We're not going backwards. Uh, and so there was a war that took place between Protestants and the Catholic Church, but that was not the main motive of starting America. Did you did you know that story at all, Madison? Yeah, well, you had the you had them land in Plymouth Rock, and then you had them land in San Francisco, the Episcopalians, the Episcopalians. Yeah. So, yeah. And and here and here's the thing. And, and then you get the birth of Mormonism that's right here and, and then we're there. And then all of a sudden, Utah. all of a sudden, like Christianity becomes an American faith. And then you start merging patriotism in with the faith. And guess what's happening? It's becoming less and less about what it was originally for. And it becomes less and less. About, and, and that's why I'm not shocked at the increase of atheism. I'm not shocked by the increase of disbelief. I'm not shocked by the the increase of denomination. Say it again. 40. Oh, for, over forty-five thousand plus denominations. Forty-five thousand denominations. He calls them denominations. Forty-five thousand denominations. Division. From, so from, what is it? From a faith where you can literally go back and just ask the people what it was about. Dude, it's a faith <laughs> that is based off a of unity. Yet we have forty-five thousand plus that mind you this was like a couple months ago so i'm positive it's probably in the fifty thousand now right that says we're all about unity yet we are divided in such a way that we can't come together and talk so and and so the issue what you just explained i mean that is the complete antithesis Mm -hmm. of what a cod actually is the having within you the mind of the father Mm -hmm. you know because yeah yeah if you have if you haven't come to realize brother like i'm really big about unity i don't really care what people like as long as they don't denounce god himself and denounce christ and yeah i'm okay with like looking it's going to be between you and the father at the end of the day all right so look at what we're looking at here that's the type of believer i am when it comes to that i'm like i'll say my side so let you say yours so historians trace the earliest baptist church to 1609 in amsterdam Dutch Republic with English separatist John Smith 
uh, as its pastor in accordance with his reading of the New Testament. He rejected baptism of infants and instituted baptism only of believing adults. What's the guy from mm -hmm. the Mormons? Uh, Joseph Smith was saying that. Listen, the family Smiths, we need to, we need to work on this. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The name Smith is very dangerous. So, <laughs> you get all the Smiths coming on you down. <laughs> Love uh, you guys. Just playing somewhat. So now, so it's all, so think about this. Psychologically, you go back through church history. We just got the origin of the Baptist church is 1609 from a white dude. <laughs> I gotta be white. No, I'm gonna show you because 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 what it shows you is that the mentality had already started to take place. Yeah, you, you see what I mean? The concept of okay, so listen. Um, I see a three, what sixty-five or whatever it is. So Caden, Caden. Um, uh, let me see. Hold on, hold on, go here. Uh, well, I was reading what Lisa said. Uh, so I'm, I, I didn't really flesh out completely the whole Paul thing. So, Paul, you know, the, the issue that I have with it is even the Messiah, when it was time for him to be announced to the world, he still went to someone who was renowned in the Father. He went to John the Baptist, right? And he was baptized. Paul just did it all on his own. Uh, when he finally met up with the disciples, there was a lot of arguing and all that. So, and a lot of what Paul teaches is uh, in opposition of what the Messiah teaches. So, it you know, you have a problem there. None of the other Messiahs, I mean, none of, none of the other uh, disciples contradict the words of the messiah but uh, uh paul's do go ahead man i really brother, I, I mean i know a lot of people twist his words mm -hmm. like that's the, that's the only that's the only thing i will say like there what is that scripture it's in um what is it Philippians? No, is it Philippians? That, that peter's writing and saying that people will twist paul's letters to their own um destruction basically you know what's what i'm talking about mm -hmm. off the top of my head that's where I think if you if we read Paul properly, you'll actually realize that he actually is saying the exact same things is that Christ was saying and all the other apostles were saying. It's just the hard part is is getting people to get past this idea that basically God's law is done away with. Paul doesn't say that. Like that's the one thing I can never get behind when people say like I think they misconstrue what he has said. To baby basically fit their own need because Paul spoke in a way that one for his time was intelligent, and I even think for most people now is intelligent. You see what I'm saying? So here's the thing: is that I know that that when I look at what is, how do we get to this place of uh, our faith today? Like where where it's so divisive, so confusing. So many people misled. All everyone's got their own opinions about stuff. And part one, this idea of we can worship God or we can interpret the Bible uh, that we how we want to. That's one that has really devastated us. Uh, two, it was when we took the word of God out of educational institutions that you know that was something that really uh, 
devastated, not just interpretation, but to have a child in developmental, child-rearing age and then separate that from, you know, to make it basically look like the word of God is less valuable than math, science, history, and all that. That's what but Duke, really but Duke, they didn't they didn't they didn't take the word out. They took the child. Remember, education started in the church house. Right. So they took education out of the church house. They took education out of the church house. That's the re that's what I, that's exactly because now, you know now the concept so, of creation has been taken from the context of mm -hmm. a creator. That that's even worse than what I said. <laughs> that's what I said was actually better. What you what you said was even worse. So they really took education out of the church house, out of the the context of a creator, uh, and so now, you know. And then then now, guys, everybody can say whatever they want. One of the worst things that happened was prosperity preaching. Okay, that was devastating. But then also what I call cultural infiltration, where uh, there became these unnecessary wars. Should people of God be listening to, I mean, uh, should there be guitars in the church? And should there, so after a while, you know, you just, you just I'm done with it all. And people stopped caring. And, uh, and, and then when, in 1948, when Israel became a nation, the, the churches didn't even know how to respond because for so long, even though the concept of Israel was just in, in, in the Bible. You know what I mean? The concept of Israel was just in the Bible. And the, the idea was that the church replaced Israel. That was what a lot of people believed. So y'all might well, go back to that. Go back to that. 1948. Um, you know, 75% of those people there are not are not Jews. They didn't put Jewish people in there. They put Europeans in there. They put Khazars in there. They put Ashkenazis in there. You know, so when we start talking, you cannot, we cannot continue to accept the lies and, and think that it's okay. So in, in 48, these are the same people that were kicked out of Germany. These are the same people that were kicked out of Europe. Yeah. These are the same people that are kicked out of Poland. Everywhere they've been, they've been kicked out of whatever the country is. Okay, so they didn't want them here, right? So I forget what the accords were called. It started with Balfour, the Balfour Accords. They came up with this concept of placing them, the Ashkenazis, the Khazars, who were not Jews, into Israel. And they had to do so by way of genocide. They had to do so by way of colonization, which meant that they had to kill the true Israelites that were there in order to make space for those people who were not Jews. I always tell people there's a difference between Israelite and Israeli. Because Israeli is based off a geographical location. Israelite was based off heritage. Uh, you know, you know, you got the Moabites, you got the Hittites. Israelites were based off heritage, where I like, like, uh, like Black Americans. It is not necessarily saying that you talk about your melanin. It's like you know, you you're the people that lived in America. They came from descendants of slaves, and, and you know, or you know, all that stuff. That that's how the world presents it. 
and, and, and I find that interesting that nobody puts those two together. Go, hey, well, the Israelites were people that are from this heritage where Israelis were people that were we're given the land. That's the thing. We were scattered throughout all the land. Scattered throughout all all the the lands of the earth. Yeah. I wanted to bring Uh, up one that was talking about for Paul. Let me uh, put this right here if you don't mind, Brother Matt. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just before you get into it, I just this is what I was going to say. I'm not going to get into it with him. Uh, He he can he can contact me via messenger and then we can have the discussion. It's uh, 2 Peter 3. Start at verse 15 and plus verse 16. It says, And count that the long suffering of the Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to, under- to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So this is where, like, what I believe Brother Madison may have, correct me if I'm wrong, may have been leaning towards when he was saying what he was saying about Paul. People t- typically twist, I say twist Paul's letters and his words to their own destruction, Caden. Like that's a very, because people look at his words and they're, and it's, and he was, like I said, he was well learned. He was a Pharisee among Pharisees, right? He was a very well learned Jewish man during his time. Like he was one of those guys and he was also Roman. Or at least he had dual, you know, citizenship. He could go from both places, so he obviously had to be able to maneuver between both realms, and that's why people typically take his words and they misconstrue them because he's not only speaking from a Roman perspective but also a Hebrew perspective. And when you start to tie those two together, unless you can see from both perspectives at the same time, you're only going to see from one side or the other, which ends up causing an you're going to use up, yeah, because he was asking for, uh, if anything. Paul was at trying to get Hebrew people to have a patience yes. for the development. Uh, and under, do I believe that Paul? Do I believe that he underestimated the the love of wickedness from the Roman culture? Absolutely. Uh, you know, because that's usually what happens when you think uh, that people are going to respond. But like you say, say one of the situations like circumcision. Right. You know. He was like, we're, we are not going to get a bunch of grown men to do circumcisions the way I found. Because if you look at it, in Hebrew culture, the founders, they did go to that extreme. Yeah. Would, they grabbed the sharp rock, rock and circumcised themselves, right? But mm-hmm. every, all the other children after that, it was done at a young age, right? So they, they, so, they so then so to go and say to the Gentiles, hey, we're not going to get these, these, these dudes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, snip, snip. So he so the, the problem the problem with that is when you're at when you're asking for patience from truth, you if you're not careful, you can neglect what do you call it? It's, you can neglect the opportunity for compromise to come yes. in. And compromise ultimately distorts things. Yeah. Well, it's you conform versus being transformed. Right. This right. is that whole like for me, it's like I see I'm I'm blessed because why? My mother actually had me circumcised. And I want to say this. Good I thing. want to say this. Sometimes I, I, the reason why I tell sure people I all the time that. that a lot of people will see Madison as abrasive and they see you as abrasive. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm going to see is because when, when you look at how much damage evil causes, 
you are going to communicate to the intensity on that frequency. If you're not fearful, if you're if you are if you're a person of courage and brave, you will come out and say, "This is the type of compromise that has caused us this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem." And I want to tell you guys something: is that for people who call themselves seekers of truth, a lot of times, the reason why Christians get on my nerves is because they will sacrifice truth for peace. Instead of saying, let's have the conflict, let the truth play out, and I guarantee you we'll all get along on the other side. This is just it. It's, it's one, it shouldn't really be a conflict. It should mm-hmm. be a discussion, uh, open debate, for lack of a better word. I know a lot of people hear debate, and they're like, oh, that's an argument. No, it is, okay, this is where I stand. This is what I see. And then the other person brings their opposition or their side to it. And then it's like, okay, we either agree or we disagree. Or And then if we disagree, then we just agree to disagree. And it's not, like understanding somebody's perspective does not mean you have to accept their perspective. Right. Like, like you know, so watch this. We don't have to say, like, we've got to, we cannot be controlled because we're people of truth. We cannot be controlled about, <laughs> we can't be controlled or manipulated by, other people's comfort zones so we're talking to if we're talking to a group of white people and we say hey guys we need you to understand why uh black people are going to have somewhat be reserved not all but some black people are going to be reserved about trusting white people because of slavery because of not just slavery because i know they use the argument is well all people witness slavery it's like but also because of constant denial of the pain and suffering, the rapes, the murder, also the constant corruption, the things that are stopping us from learning. We have seen how diabolical human oppression can be. And being that you guys did that, it's like, so then the, the white person, get, this is where unnecessary arguments, instead of saying, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just agree. Just agree. Because it's, cause I it's understand, like, actually, just understand. Just understand. understand I, I guess it, you don't have to agree with everyone. Just understand where they're coming from. You know there's pain behind their words. You know there's 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 this offense that they have dealt with in their lives. So understand them. Oh, okay, of course. The, the link's up there, Katie. You absolutely can. So so what and what I'm saying is that we can't worry about offending people because if if we get controlled by everybody's offense, then there's certain things. Then the truth gets held up. So it's like, mm-hmm. so it's all just because you're uncomfortable with a truth, right? Just because you're uncomfortable with the truth doesn't mean that the truth is not going to bring healing afterwards. Because that, you know, but what we would, uh, what a lot of times the people of God have seen is when we get to a point where we start, he's like, I'm running out of Dr. Pepper. But when we get to a point where we no longer can speak truth because it, it makes other people uncomfortable. It puts the people of God. God's gonna look at the people of God like, "Who told you to stop speaking it?" Just because everybody didn't well, get it. This is this is where I find that that premise of okay, what is truth? The only truth that matters is God's word. Is God's truth? Now that can also be defined in the aspect of well, where does this all come from? Like this is the reason why I don't mind reading the King James version because it did come from the Dead Sea Scrolls. And, every, and I know God's sovereignty has allowed things to transpire the way that they have transpired because God 
has he's allowed ultimately it. In control. He's ultimately in control of it all. So at the end of the day, say say we're all wrong here. Guess what? God's the one in control. Well, I, I remember being infuriated, guys. I was told that what I had was the Bible. Right? Mm -hmm. I was infuriated when I found out that apocrypha meant hidden. It didn't mean untrue. Mm -hmm. It just meant hidden. And oh, you know, like Madison was talking about the book of Enoch, and I'm going like, okay, now I'm frustrated. The book of Jubilees. Yeah, the book of Jubilees. Because I mean, these are books that the Bible references in the Bible. Yeah. yeah these are so it's like oh, the, the Messiah quotes from. Yeah. What's going on, Katie? Man? What's going on, man? Long time, man. I've seen you in years, man. Yeah, man. You gotta forgive me. I got the kids in the back. Now you can. Man, the last time I saw you, you didn't have any kids. You were breaking the engine on top of the coming soon Jesus car. Okay, he was, we, we, he was one of the, man, he, this guy was like one of the first box of coming soon Jesus shirts. You're like, nice. yeah, man, you've been seeing my ups and downs and the whole crazy ride. You've been with me the whole time, man. He's like, he's like, Duke's on point. No, Duke is crazy. Duke's on point. Duke's you see it all, brother. That's crazy, man. It's yeah, good to man. see you. Yeah, what do you got too, for man. us, man? Uh, well, I just wanted to, you know, just say I'm loving the conversation. Um, I love hearing other people's point of views about everything. I just love holding space for other people to be able to get their views across or whatever they believe in. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Downs, that I was asking you questions, it's never from a point of I gotcha. It's never from a point of uh, with a with a with a secondary uh, motive behind it. It's always with the heart of. Okay, I, I've I've heard of I've heard a few things that you've said, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he actually thinks about this. I, oh, I wonder what he thinks about this. I know where I stand on these things, but I would love to know where he stands on these things. And so, like with a couple of questions and stuff about Paul and everything, and when you were talking, I was like, oh, I don't want to assume anything. So let me ask and not assume anything that you were saying. That's 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 my heart where I was coming from. So the issue the issue I have with Paul is that you know everything he had, everything he did was more confusing uh, to the believers than uh, than it should have been. It it, it caused a lot of people oh, to kind of say well you know what he's saying is contradictory to what the messiah is saying mm -hmm. for example you talk about i think it's what uh romans 7 you know okay. uh where it talks about uh i think that's where it talks about where uh sin was nailed to the cross or something like that or mm -hmm. so on and that the law basically is none and void mm -hmm. you know when we know that the Messiah came to fulfill the law, right, and he says that no, nothing would ever change. We're still to continue to observe the law, to obey the law. Not one yod or tot or tov would pass away, you know, from his word, right. You know, so on and so forth. So those sorts of things cause cause pause with me with Pauls with with mm -hmm. Paul. When you talk about when he saw the light when he fell off the donkey, mm -hmm. he did that. You're right. He was. I think it was you who said he was in a company, yeah, a company yeah. of men. None of those were. None of those were believers. Right. Right. Even even the Messiah, like what I what I mentioned before, when he was to be announced as the Messiah to the world, mm 
-hmm. He went to uh, John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. You know, and and there, there was a proclamation. It was done decently and in order. Mm -hmm. You know, so then you have this person who was a part of the Sanhedrin, a person who was murdering us, mm -hmm. uh, and a person who was adamantly opposed to everything that Yoshua stood for. All of a sudden, because you know, even even uh, the disciples were extremely skeptical of yeah, him. Yeah. You know, all the way through. Yeah. You know, so you know, my opinion is is you know on that is um I wouldn't I wouldn't thrust that on anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean? got you. But what I'm you. saying is it's 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 one that is shared among my people. I got you. You know, we we don't necessarily uh we don't vibe with Paul like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, the other the other disciples, yes. Uh, Paul, not so much. You know, he, he might he might he may he may be able to uh, to resonate with a lot of people. You know, but uh, with us, not so much. So with so I have just a just a quick question I have for you is like with yeah. dealing with Paul, um, mm -hmm. is your main crux of why you don't believe Paul is is it is it mainly his conversion story? Or is it his um uh the the letters that he writes? Affiliation. Or is it it's, a combination of both? It's a combination of both. It's okay. a combination of both. You know, it's it's the way in which he makes it seem like the law is no longer uh valid. It's mm -hmm. the way that he he came about his conversion. Um it's all of that, you know. Uh so it 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 causes pause for me. Okay, so about like his uh conversion, um what what I guess the question that I'm asking is what would be the proper way to convert to what he later on becomes to believe even though he was the one that was going around um killing christians every the whole nine yard the way we'll, we'll just refer to it as the absolutely way. so the convert around. okay conversion in and of itself is fine mm -hmm. we know that the messiah will meet you in your closet mm -hmm. and, and convert you but to be elevated to the to the position of apostle and to claim that title of authority is something completely different and, I and, that, and that's the that's the real issue because when you when you go around and you're speaking with that with the you know self-appointed authority uh that's always a problem and, I and, and it, go ahead go ahead well i was just gonna just finish up and say you know even with with uh what you might call it with uh the messiah when let's go back to when he met up with john the baptist Mm -hmm. There was a transfer there of authority. The, the transfer of authority on earth was from John the Baptist to the Messiah. Yeah, and, and he, didn't, I, he didn't just say, boom, I'm here. It was done decently and in order. None of that happened with Paul. And, and I think one of the issues is, is that I want everybody to know this is actually a, this was a normal conversation. This is a big deal, guys. The, yeah. the persecutor of the believer, the persecutor of the faith has now converted. Like, like you can't be mad for somebody to say, hey, guys, could this have been this? Could this have been that? Because this was normal conversation back then. Guys, we, I got to wait for the next the, the next shows here. So we got to go. 
Katie, make sure you get up. Oh, man. I know, man. Katie, man, you can hit me up on Messenger, man. I, 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 I love you guys.